You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Now that fall is here, I'm gravitating towards all things cozy and taking inventory of my sneakers, boots, and slippers. I've always been a shoe girl. I love how a cute shoe can elevate an outfit, but now that I'm getting older, I found that I need good support from my shoes as well. Is it too much to ask for shoes to be stylish and supportive? Vionic Shoes says no, it's not too much to ask. Vionic's exclusive Viomotion technology is what sets them apart. They began by revolutionizing medical orthotics, and today they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day. I love when my shoes can be versatile and go with lots of styles, so I got the Brighton boot in black. And these boots fit the bill. Whether it's a date night out with Ryan or on a school field trip to the pumpkin patch, dresses or jeans, I'm ready to go. The Brighton boot is adorable and so comfortable, and I really appreciate that Vionic offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Are you ready to try some footwear that is cute and comfortable? Use code 3in30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's code 3in30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only at Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. When was the last time that you felt burned out, depleted, drained, and emotionally spent as a mother? I hope the answer is, it's been a really long time. But I know that for many of the mothers listening right now, the answer might be today, or even right this very minute. Emotional exhaustion in the midst of our busy mom lives is so normal, but it doesn't have to be the norm. We can work to bring daily practices into our lives that will restore us when we're feeling totally drained and hopefully also protect us from getting that drained in the first place. Today on the podcast, I have an expert guest who's going to talk about the power of the mind-body-spirit connection in combating burnout and emotional fatigue while caregiving. Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts is an internationally celebrated Peloton yoga teacher who brings her deep Midwest roots to the mat with a style of yoga that is accessible to all bodies and levels of skill. Widely recognized for her work with yoga and teens and making connections between literacy development, storytelling, and yoga, Chelsea founded Yoga Literature and Art Camp at Spelman College Museum of Fine Art in 2014 after receiving her doctorate in educational studies from Emory University. An expert in slow flow and restorative yoga, Chelsea prides herself in creating classes that leave her students with a strong sense of belonging and accomplishment. You can find her meditations and yoga classes on the Peloton app, and I can't wait for you to hear her wisdom and connect with her gentle spirit in today's episode. So let's dive in. Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, welcome to 3 and 30. It is such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Well, I am so excited to talk to you today a little bit about mom burnout. It is so real. It is so pervasive. And you have some really tangible tools 
to teach us how to get in front of, combat, overcome the mom burnout a little bit. And you truly are an expert in yoga and have been teaching and practicing it for a long time. And I assume you've worked with many mothers and you are a mother yourself. So you're really qualified to teach us on this topic. And I'm just so excited to learn from you today. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yes, this is a topic, you know, one, I am walking into this as a first-time mother, and my son, Noble, just turned 10 months, so coming up on a Mm -hmm. year, so very new there. Congrats. Thank you so much. And then, yes, the piece about yoga, I've been practicing yoga since my early 20s, you know, and so moving into two decades now of being a yoga practitioner and teacher. And then also, I'm a former elementary school teacher and educational researcher who has also worked with mothers in that way. And I've certainly encountered mothers who have looked to me even before I became a mother, like, how do I do this? How do I do all of the things, working moms, whatever the circumstance may be, they're always wondering how yoga and meditation can support them. Yes. Well, I'm so excited to learn from you because, man, moms need all the support they can get. That's for sure. Yep. So let's jump in with your first takeaway for us. Yeah. So the first takeaway is I want folks to know that meditation can be used to get in front of burnout. So Mm -hmm. even before that moment happens, um, my teacher, Manjaya, will always say to drink as you pour. So that means Mm -hmm. don't wait until your cup is all the way empty to start these practices, why not start them now so that when those moments of challenge and obstacles come up, you have this in your toolbox, right? And so Mm -hmm. for me, I do lean into my meditation practice when I have those hard moments. I think about, again, first-time motherhood and those moments where I'm just like, wow, it's 3 a.m. and here we are, son. (laughs) But then there were those moments of complete and full joy. And so I say, why not start our meditation practice before we even reach that point so that we have it in our back pocket? Mm. So that's my first takeaway. Use your meditation practice to get in front of burnout. I love the idea of getting in front of burnout. I think you're Mm -hmm. so right that we often don't access these tools to support ourselves until we're in crisis. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely been my experience. I had a really rough bout of anxiety this spring, and I meditated every single day because I needed it, because I was in such a hard place and I was desperate. And so I took the time. I would lay on my bed. I would open a meditation app and do at least 10 minutes, and it really helped me and grounded me. But I have noticed that since I'm doing better now emotionally, I'm like, oh, I'm too busy for that. I got too much going on. I'm doing fine. I don't need that. And it's like if we can prioritize it when we're doing well, Mm -hmm. then maybe those valleys won't be quite as deep because we'll have built up that reservoir a little bit internally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I love about yoga as well, because it is this muscle memory. Like we're not just doing these postures and making these shapes or sitting on our meditation cushion for the sake of doing, you know, because the practice is beautiful. No, it's so that when we actually step off of the mat or off of that cushion, that we are able to embody and we remember it just like our practice so that it becomes a part of our everyday existence and our responses to the challenges and those triggers that we will encounter out in the world. Absolutely. 
So if moms are listening and they're brand new to meditation or they're fairly new to it and you say, use your meditation practice to get in front of burnout and they're thinking, I don't have a meditation practice, what do you recommend for a simple, doable meditation practice for a busy mom? Right. Well, meditation is really just focusing. It's one point of focus, whether it's a visualization that you use for your meditation. So maybe that's looking at an image or thinking of a favorite color. Or you use the breath as your anchors, which is what I call on a lot because we come back to the breath in those moments where we're feeling that we're losing our center or our footing. And Mm. so meditation can look like, you know, this beautiful, I often see it romanticized in the TV shows or on movies where you have to go to this exotic beach and (laughs) have all the accoutrements in order for it to be a perfect meditation. Or it may look like, in the middle of feeding your child in the middle of the night or taking your child to their next band practice or cheerleading practice, that you're in the car closing your eyes, taking five minutes to just focus on the breath, allowing yourself to say, I don't have to do or be anything but with this breath right now. I can wear all of the hats and all of the capes, but in this moment, I am meditating and meditating can look like staying anchored to the breath. Mm, Yes. I often turn to like, what's the app I can use? What should I use? There's so many out there and I think I can get overwhelmed by what's the perfect meditation Mm -hmm. app to use. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what you're saying is you don't even need an app. What is funny is that I I do offer meditations as short as five minutes Uh at Peloton. And I say this to let people know you don't have to have all of that equipment. You do Mm -hmm. just need an app. And I am confident because I like to make meditations practical. Again, I think it's beautiful. And who doesn't love a nice retreat? I live in New York City. I want for the person who's in the middle of their commute and all of the confusion and chaos is happening around them, that they know that they have this practical tool, their meditation that doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're staying connected to the breath in that moment. And so, yeah, I think that there are ways to find the way that is perfect and suitable for you. And I like to look at the way that I lead meditation as the most practical way. So in the Peloton app, you offer meditations there? Yes. Okay, great. As short as five minutes, as long as 30 minutes. So you do have a suggestion for a perfect app then. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way, boy, do I understand. And so does this week's guest who is teaching about the importance of yoga and meditation in motherhood. One of my tried and true forms of helping manage my thoughts is therapy. I love that it gets scheduled into my week in advance, so I can't just skip it when I'm feeling too busy, which is actually when I need it the most. Whether you're dealing with challenges in your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you manage your thoughts while you navigate life. Therapy has empowered me to be the best version of myself and has taught me how to be kind to myself when I'm not feeling like the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your unique schedule done all online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. I know that getting started or even starting back up again if you have moved or had a life change can sometimes be the hardest part, so I want to make sure that you know you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. This podcast is also sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This time of year, I'm craving less grilling and fruit salads and more warm casseroles and soups. I love using Green Chef because they take the guesswork out of meal planning with great seasonal recipes to choose from. I'm looking forward to the harvest salad with chicken and bacon and the spicy coconut curry shrimp soup. Their step-by-step recipes are simple to follow, and I appreciate that they have options ready in less than 30 minutes. Not to mention their meals are always fresh tasting and delicious. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. With so many customizable options, you can't go wrong with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash 63in30 and use code 63in30 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 603IN30 and use code 63IN30 for 60% off plus free shipping. And then what is your second takeaway for us? Yeah, I mean, it goes right along with that in terms of the fullness of what yoga and meditation is. I think when I first understood yoga, it was because I saw pictures and I saw these pictures and I thought, well, I'm not that flexible. I'm not that thin. I don't know if I'm that strong. And then I realized that yoga is not limited to the practices that we see where the folks are doing the back bends and those are beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are also parts of yoga that are deeply restorative. And my takeaway is that I want folks to understand yoga can be used as a restorative practice. Yoga can be used as a restorative postpartum practice. It can be used as a restorative practice as your children are shifting through transitions in their own stages of development. I think that it's important for us to remember that we are still human as mothers and as parents. And to me, what's humanizing about yoga and meditation is that it meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite practices is actually restorative yoga, where we use all of the bolsters, the blankets, the eye pillows, whatever I think that I need to just treat myself, take care of myself, allow myself to be held. That's what I lean into. So the deep relaxation, the restorative, there's a practice called yoga nidra. And so I want folks to walk away knowing that yoga does not look one way and that it can mm-hmm. certainly be used to restore us. And if people are unfamiliar what is the difference between restorative yoga and other types of yoga? Sure. Restorative practices are ones, well, looking at the root of it, it's your opportunity. People use it for rest days. People use it when they are feeling overwhelmed. And I encourage, just like with meditation, to use it on those days when you're feeling really great and feeling really strong so that you can get in the habit of having a practice where you come back to allowing yourself to be held. I imagine that your listeners are out there taking care of their families, their children. And so we have to, again, drink as we pour. And so using the props and the pillows, the the bolsters, the blankets, 
to indulge. Like that's not a bad word mm-hmm. to really say, I'm going all the way in. If it's for 30 minutes, let me be here all the way in so I can restore myself mm-hmm. so that I can be even better when I return to my family and loved ones. So yeah, restorative yoga is a thing. And I encourage people to start there sometimes. You're not bearing weight on your muscles and joints. You're constantly reminded to breathe. And I know that as parents, we're constantly moving and having to get to the next thing. And it allows you to really pause. And that can be challenging. But Mm -hmm. I say, why not? Why not practice something that will leave me in a better shape than I was before I entered that practice? Yeah, absolutely. I love the phrase you used in there, allowing yourself to be held. Yes. As a mom, I just feel like, oh, that sounds so wonderful. And also it's been a long time. We're held as children. We're held as babies. And then we become the grownups. And how often do we allow ourselves to be held? And this sounds like it could be a practice where you're holding yourself in a way. You're Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be held by providing time and space and being guided through these exercises that will give you a feeling of being held. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I do think that the most difficult thing, I mean, all of this sounds really good in theory, right? I mean, moms listening are like, yes, I want to allow myself to be held. It's the time. It's the time that we as moms think we can't set aside for meditation or for yoga. And I know there's no magic answer or magic bullet for this, but I'm just interested in knowing your insights, Chelsea, on mm-hmm. how do we as busy moms prioritize the time for our restorative practices? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great question and one that I'm continuously practicing myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that yoga is a practice. I love that it reminds us that we are constantly in this beginner lens. Every time I enter a new phase in my life, this is the newest one, motherhood. Mm-hmm. I come back to my yoga and meditation practice because I remember the first time that I began to navigate that. And honestly, that was the most overwhelming because it was revealing the parts of me that I had not been facing for so long. Mm. And so when I had that template to apply to all of the things that were new to me, I am pretty sure that it actually gained me, not even just saved me, but gained me a lot of time, Mm. a lot of suffering, a lot of going back and forth and second guessing myself, because that's what yoga and meditation does. It strengthens your awareness, not just saying, I know it all, but it strengthens your awareness to seek out those parts of you that need to be held accountable for things. So that's going to influence how you spend your time as parents. And so for me, I feel that yoga is actually yoga and meditation because it increases our capacity to be present with ourselves. How is that not going to show up in other aspects of our life? And how is that not going to actually buy us time? So that when I'm in those moments when I need to make that decision, let me see how my yoga and meditation practice can actually influence this. But I will say that I have seen it executed in my life in so many different ways that once that unlock happened on my yoga mat and on the meditation cushion that I started to see again the other parts of my life where it was like, oh, okay, this now makes sense to me. 
Yeah, I can absolutely see how that would be true. That's a beautiful response. It's like an upfront investment that will pay off Mm -hmm. in, you know, emotional wellness, but also probably practically in time Mm -hmm. savings. And as you get more connected to yourself and more clear on what you want, and it's easier to make decisions and all those Mm -hmm. things when you have given yourself these restorative practices, that makes a lot of sense. And then what is your third and final takeaway for us? Yeah, so that third and final takeaway is understanding that the breath can be an anchoring tool during this journey. And I'll say that again, the breath can be an anchoring tool during this journey. And I know that there are several veteran mothers out there. And if (laughs) if you can just think back to the birthing story, and I think because mine was less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think about how all of the yoga that I've done and all of the meditation, but in that moment, the first thing where I started to get anxious, excited, it was an unexpected C-section, like all the things that happened. The first thing that I started to notice that started to get out of control was my breath, my breathing. Mm. And I had to remind myself again of those things that I do every day on the mat. And so once I got anchored and connected with the breath, I was able to be present to what was in front of me. All right. So I want to say that part. Mm-hmm. The other part is as you transition through the different stages, I have not experienced it as a mother, but as an educator, just observing parents with their children, there is this excitement call it anxiety, call it the unknown curiosity of what's going to happen next because we want the most and the best for our children. Mm -hmm. So much that I feel like we're constantly, I mean, when I was pregnant, it was like, so what schools are they going to go to? And then it's like, (laughs) are you going to start to put the applications in? And then you think about the next stage to where it's really hard to stay present as a parent because we Mm -hmm. want so much for the future (laughs) of Mm -hmm. our children. And so for me, The breath helps me to stay present in the very moment that I'm in so that I can enjoy and celebrate exactly the stage that we're experiencing right now because I know we cannot get it back. Mm -hmm. So I just want folks to know that when we come back to the breath, we're able to remind ourselves to be present in this moment, even in those tough moments that we experience. Like mm-hmm. right now, in this moment, I hear Noble crying, but I know <laughs> that he is being taken care of right now. I could hear him faintly. And I wondered, is her like nervous system heightened? As a mom, you hear that cry and it's like, <clears throat> everything heightens. So you're relying on your breath right now? I'm relying on my breath. And Rachel, what I do know is that this is how it comes all together in full circle. I know that I am practicing this thing called yoga and meditation each and every day so that I can make sound and clear decisions. So I know that my son is well taken care of so that I can be present for exactly Mm. what it is that I love to do in this world. And so I had to breathe it in. You breathe with me. I I hope the listeners took a breath too. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that's in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true that this moment is all we have. And breath Mm -hmm. can remind us of that. It's like, come back to what is instead of what if. Mm -hmm. And just taking those deep breaths and bringing yourself back can really do that. I feel like 
breath is such a beautiful metaphor of so many things in life. My little girl went to a Waldorf preschool and they said that they would schedule out their day with these little ones using the concept of breath, like the rhythm of breath. So they think of like an inhale and then an exhale and then an inhale and how they planned the activities with the children. How she described it to me was we consider the inhale to be the activities that are more exciting. Like we have outside playtime and then we have quiet time where we have the exhale and then we have another inhale where we do a craft and then we have an exhale where we're all laying and singing songs or whatever. And I just thought that was such a cute idea and so clever. And you can even think about that as an adult of kind of scheduling your day that way where you have time to exhale, where you have your lunch break, whatever it is to sort of bring you back to the rhythm that our bodies are meant to have. Yeah, it's such a powerful tool to learn at such a young age because to me, naming exactly what we're experiencing And to me, one of the hardest parts of this life as I grow up is not feeling that I have the power of knowing my own emotions, my Mm -hmm. own body, my own experiences in this world. And so when we're able and allowed to like apply like, oh, an inhale and an exhale, expansion, contraction, Mm -hmm. this is natural. There are going to be moments in life where I'm expansive and then other ones where I'm going internal and contract, like whatever that looks like in your life. That to me is what yoga brings and paints the colors of as we navigate life. Like it Mm -hmm. puts meaning to what I'm experiencing so that I don't have to guess anymore. Yeah. I can explore. I can still be curious, but I can also be still and know that this is okay to inhale and exhale in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think in our modern world, that's full of so much frantic energy, we often don't build in time for the exhale in our Mm -hmm. lives. And I'm so grateful that today you've given us some concrete takeaways and ideas for how we can prioritize more of that exhale and get in front of burnout in our life. And if we're feeling burnout already, build in some restorative practices to hopefully get us to a better place. I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about the Peloton app and what you do there and how women can access those tools. Yeah, I love that I'm in a place that is providing access to yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. in a way that can be integrated every day. Mm. And so, again, you do not have to have a bike. You don't have to have a tread. You just have to have the app. My mom, who is in Dayton, Ohio... Mm -hmm. practices with me for every live class Mm -hmm. and so it's really cool to be able to have that connection it's a great way to connect with folks Mm because you can meet up and you can say let's meditate together on this day if you need support in that and so yeah so it's available and all you just need is that smartphone for the app and then you can find me at chelsea loves yoga on social media where i'm also talking about ways to access yoga and meditation all right great Well, this was a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. And congrats again on your new baby. And now you probably need to run and see how he's doing. Yes. (laughs) And thank you for coming on 3 and 30. Thank you. What a beautiful conversation with a beautiful soul. This reminded me of one of the units in my Self-Assured Motherhood program, Sanctify Your Soul Care. And I'm grateful for Chelsea's ideas for how to utilize soul care to combat mom burnout. By way of recap, these were Chelsea's three takeaways. First, use your meditation practice to get in front of burnout. 
A lot of times we're told to go towards meditation or prayer after we experience trauma or burnout. But prioritizing soul care, even when we're doing fairly well emotionally, will help us to stay more steady during the storms and valleys that inevitably come in life, because we'll be ready and practiced at utilizing tools for emotional wellness. I love what Chelsea said she learned from her teacher, drink as you pour. Don't wait to be completely empty before you replenish. Second, understand how yoga can be used as a restorative practice. Yoga isn't just about being super fit and flexible. It's also about allowing yourself to be held. Restorative yoga gives us a practice that can allow us to rest, observe, and tune in to the wisdom of our bodies. How would your life change if you prioritize this kind of restoration a few times a week or even once a week? As Chelsea pointed out in the interview, this kind of upfront investment will save you pain and even time later on. And third and finally, use the breath as an anchoring tool during your motherhood journey. Noticing our breath and consciously slowing it down can keep us in the present moment when we start to spiral into fear or unknowns. If we can simply focus on our breath, we will be reminded of what is instead of what if. Remember, our bodies are meant to expand and contract along with the pattern of the breath, and we can build that kind of rhythm and flow into our lives, leaving time for plenty of exhales throughout our days, including some of these mindfulness practices that Chelsea recommends. I know it's easier said than done to carve out time for soul care in our daily lives, and if you have a go-getter personality like mine, you may think that you don't even want to carve out time for soul care in the midst of your days. That's why I appreciated these reminders from Chelsea about why it's important to tune into our bodies, minds, and spirits, and how it can bless us long-term. As always, my friends, I'm rooting for you. I believe that you deserve peace and happiness in your daily life, no matter your phase of motherhood. And I sincerely hope the tools in my weekly episodes help you to feel a little bit more of that. Take care of yourself and have a beautiful week with your family. I'm Stacy Toth. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. And we'd like to invite you to come listen to our podcast, The Whole View. Each week, we follow the science for an in-depth answer to a listener-requested topic related to health and wellness. But we're not your typical health show. We're talking emotional and physical, looking at dozens of scientific studies to support our answers. You might be surprised what the science can tell us. When we share practical tips and embarrassing personal stories, we make sure no one is left thinking perfection is the goal. In fact, this one time, Bandcamp... Uh, uh, not now, Stacy. Oh, right. Sorry. I was about to get on a soapbox again. The whole view is exactly that, a comprehensive and holistic look at important topics that likely resonate with you. We also take a body positive approach. And instead of engaging in diet culture, we focus on what the actual medical research says are the healthiest choices in terms of diet, lifestyle, and non-toxic living. And we're not afraid to bust myths that are trending in health conscious communities. Join us to laugh and learn and just feel like you're hanging out with your two nerdiest besties. Check out the whole view podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.